Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe. We talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> And today we're talking. <laughs> I'm glad we scrapped the last intro. We're keeping this one. And today we're talking D and D. Yeah, we're talking Actually, Dungeons and Dragons, time. baby. Yeah, we're talking. So <laughs> <laughs> previously um, we've talked about RPGs, sort of as a concept. Yeah, yeah I uh, think we Pathfinder. talked about Pathfinder specifically. Uh, because that's the one we played, but pretty recently, in the last like month, maybe month and a half or so, the last couple of weeks, um, we've sort of been transitioning over to uh, Dungeons & Dragons um, for a few different reasons. Uh, mainly, um, uh, I was like, hey, um, I kind of want to get different D&D books. Uh, yeah, so... that was that was the big impetus. It was um, Curse of Strahd. I wanted to play yes, Curse of Strahd. I was like Curse of So Strahd. for years I've been wanting to play run Curse of Strahd. And then finally I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to fucking do it." And I went all out and bought heaps of Curse of Yeah, Strahd and stuff. instead of just translating that to Pathfinder. Yeah, which was making my making the big process even has, much That's bigger. been my plan for the past like 5 years, but because it's such a hassle i've never got to it right we um, just decided it, it'll be easier to just play D. &D. yeah um, um I, what i think is funny um a big reason you changed uh you wanted to change a lot was um for sort of extra D, D stuff like um support for like 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 props, or props yeah yeah right no word. it's um, it's so um what i originally wanted to do because I did, I was thinking about changing uh, system and everything because it, where the original like idea came from was um, since we play Pathfinder 1, everything now is Pathfinder 2. I'm like, all this stuff for Pathfinder 2 is coming out, like all this cool content and accessories, like different cards and accessories, stuff. Accessories, that's the word. That yeah. Um, and we're just missing out on all of that because we're like, oh, we don't like the system. So um, I'm like, let's try it out. Uh, we'll, let's give it a game or two. Um, 
we could each run a game and then we could decide maybe we like whether or not we like this yeah if we like the system we'll switch Um, if we don't we don't we played one game of it and i really didn't like the system um i like it was like frustrated me a lot to the point where like not even like during the game during the game it was fine because it was role playing and stuff um but like afterwards i like really was like i don't want to work on this rpg stuff right like i'm not finding this fun to the point where like when we were going playing rpgs after i was like oh i don't want to play fantasy i don't i i'm no longer in a fantasy mood i don't want to do fantasy um when i think it wasn't the setting the fantasy setting it was the actual system of the pathfinder 2e um so because of that uh afterwards like i was like looking into the other stuff i like started looking into curse of strahd stuff for D &D. i'm like all right i gave um yeah we gave two two each time let's do Uh, a dnd fifth yeah we'll do the same for fifth ed and um i'm surprised in how much i'm enjoying yeah it's fun i mean um I don't know if I would say I like it more than Pathfinder. There, I there's one thing I just came to the realization the other day um, that I like a bunch more because I was uh, I always had the idea um, that uh, for at least our group specifically, like the people we play with, D and D might be better for the players, but Pathfinder might be better or for like more fun the for the DM because of all the options and stuff you have to work with. For the people we play with, a lot of the times they want limited options where it's pretty easy for them to figure right. it out and everything. Or for us, when we're running, we like a lot of the big like right, right, like list of options. Especially and Pathfinder um, has that sort in of. In my thing. case, I like just in my spare time, I'll make NPCs. Mm-hmm. Um, and often they they have character levels just because i think that's a fun one. i don't yeah, i don't necessarily yeah. prescribe to the idea that like pcs are somehow just elevated individuals yeah and... no no that's totally some people do that but i'm not a big fan yeah of that. and so, so having think... all those options right right is, having is... so many different archetypes and feats and races and everything like that i really like because it, it gave me a lot of options to mix and match to make mm-hmm. just an infinite number of npcs um, but one thing I'm finding heaps with um, D&D that I'm liking a lot because so far I've only been the one to run D&D right. and everything. Um, we'll get into why in a yeah, little bit. Yeah. But, uh, but um, is how much easier it is for homebrew stuff. It is much easier. There is, there's basically templates for uh, this is how homebrew, like homebrew and Pathfinder a lot unless you were just building a whole new class or something you would have to homebrew piece by piece basically right right like, oh here's some homebrew feats here's some and it like homebrew very spells. tedious yeah and it, it is but uh with D i'm having a lot of fun with yeah, me like, too uh oh here's things i found online and i'm tweaking right uh, or i've been making stuff with. up just wholesale just yeah no same, just pa- like homebrewing it, it's really fun and I'm, I'm having a great time with it and i think it is part of what you were saying about how because that was the big thing with 5e how simplified it was from mm-hmm. say fourth edition or 3.5 um and i think that's a big part of why homebrewing feels so much easier yeah no everything's been simplified and everything which like it's a double-edged sword it's got its pros and cons 
but uh, for this specific idea of, oh, let me introduce my own elements into this, it makes that like right, a right. breeze. And, and because normally the lack of choice is very limiting, but because it's much easier to homebrew, you don't. Ne- I don't necessarily feel that there is much of a lack of choice because if there's anything yeah. I want, I can just add it. Yeah, or someone's already done it. Somebody's already done it. There's so much homebrew. There's so much, like, not even, like, just, like, personal homebrew. There is so many. So many published homebrew. Yeah, yeah, third-party Third-party books out there, you know, everything. And a lot of them have some great ideas. I've been taking heavily from um, Grim Hollow. Not a sponsor. um, But if they want to, they can. Yeah, look. I think they're uh, they're done though, so I don't know if they would. Yeah, no. Uh, I think I think I heard something about an expansion coming out. Uh, one that's not out yet, but I have been pretty keen on, and uh, I just took something like pretty big from it is um this book coming out. Um, it's the, by this guy on YouTube. Uh, his name's Monkey DM. Um, and he's doing a book called Eldritch Hunt. which is very um it's Lovecraftian uh kind of you could tell it's really really inspired by um Dark Souls mostly Bloodborne type dark fantasy and that's got a lot of interesting stuff in it um I got some cool monsters from it but one thing I like heaps that uh we tried for the first time uh, because we played a game for a friend of the show, Marco Gomez. It was his birthday recently, and we played a D&D game for it. Uh, there's a Warlock Pact in there called Pact the, the Trigger. Yes. And that was a lot of, that that was was a lot really of fun. That was really cool. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, there's so much stuff like that in D&D where it's just like, you could tell it's not just personal homebrew stuff. Someone's like, oh, this is cool and thrown out there. There's uh, been a lot and of it's not balanced at all. Yeah, you could tell it's edited and uh, like so much effort and whatnot. And all that stuff is great. That's basically exactly what I've been wanting in yeah. from Pathfinder. That's like the main reason I like was like, oh, what if I tried a different system out? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. There's... um. Uh, the YouTuber Runesmith. I've been looking a lot into mm-hmm. his books that he helped write and publish uh, with particular interest. I actually already own Stibble's Codex of Companions. Oh, yeah. We did that. We got that. And then we like would transfer some of them right. to Pathfinder. But now we can just use them as is. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, that's cool. But the other one I was looking into a lot was um, Twisted, Twisted Taverns. Taverns. That one yeah, looks very I'm, fun. I, I think I'm going to buy that one. This is one that's really similar. I don't think it's by the same guy. Um, but um, it's Mystic Mark Markets, mm. where it's a bunch of magical shops like that, and those two seem a lot of fun to just take the yes. like stuff and plug it in. And, and I think that's a really valuable resource because, um, at least for me, a lot of the times a tavern like like if somebody's like, oh, what what can I order at this tavern? You mm-hmm. either drags the entire game down to a halt because I have to think of things that you could order. Or, oh yeah i just bullshit oh there's yeah. ale there's yeah exactly. elf aid but like um, um this as a resource seems very very useful yeah that and no. the market's just like mm-hmm. this is what he has to offer that's that's my biggest issue i found facing D right now is um there's no like with a pathfinder one thing i use probably 
almost the most other than like the beastie area or something is uh i got the pathfinder equipment book and so it was very easy to oh, like flip yeah, through yeah. like a, and, what are they adventurer's armor armory or something like yeah, that yeah something like that I, ultimate equipment i think ultimate it's called. equipment yeah yeah um and and so it was very easy to be like oh you want to buy something here you could look through this or like i could flip through and be like oh there's this where as of right now for D, and maybe i could find something if anybody knows anything let me know that's like that um i keep like you guys got heaps keep collecting all this gold and everything and it feels like there's nothing to really spend it on unless i like sat there and i was like okay uh you could buy this magic so because like the only thing yeah as far as i'm aware there's no just big equipment books for dnd i'm sure somewhere there is but Mm -hmm. because like as of right now it's mostly like Oh, what sort of thing are you looking for? And most of the time, you guys are like, I, I don't know. Did something useful? I'm like, everything's useful. I don't know how to help you in this situation. But yeah, if there's any like books like that, where it's just like, here's a bunch of regular items, magic items, adventuring gear, all that kind of stuff, weapons and armor. Um, if there's resources like that, send them my way. Um, I'll be continuing to look for that. Yeah, that's something I desperately need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's mostly mechanics and stuff. Uh, one really fun thing uh, about this is uh, so pretty early into the switch over to D and I was like, okay, how am I gonna do? Because when we started playing like a D&D light sort of thing, uh, it wasn't like official fifth ed, but we would take like the D&D rules from online and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when we first started playing RPG. Like the very first few times. Yeah, we would use like the spells and the stuff. We would that just was Google, yeah. Yeah, that was before I went and I bought like a bunch of Pathfinder books and everything. Um, so like in the lore of my world and everything, I kind of had like a situation where it used to be D in the past and then like uh as like the magic weave and like life and everything has evolved and everything over thousands of years it kind of switched over to the pathfinder system. right 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 so yeah that was like an established thing so i was like okay if i swap over to D, i would need to come up with like a whole reason for why D is back and everything and whatnot and i sort of went back and forth on things and like i was like oh i could start with curse of strahd and everything because that's just kind of its own little thing and then work from there and then one night i was like fuck it i'm gonna make a new world i'm gonna right. there's like some issues i've had with my world where i was like oh i kind of wish i did that from the beginning and some like regrets i had so i'm like i'm just gonna start from the ground up take the lessons i learned from that and like improve upon like what I wanted to do before. Um, and so I've been having a lot of fun making a new world for uh, D. I'm, I'm, for, I bet it's very yeah, fun. Yeah, D&D. It's a tab- big tabula rasa to just mm-hmm. do what you will. Um, and because of that, uh, I think we mentioned it in the Pathfinder episode, but our worlds, well, there you go. His world yeah, and yeah. my world were once the same world. Yeah, because when we first started, we just played DM'd for each other and whatnot in the same setting and everything. Um, and so to include that in like our the lore or whatever, it, it used to be one singular world that got split into two. Right, right. 
Um, and so because of that, and because like he was saying, um, there in the past of our shared world, it was D&D, but in the future, mm-hmm. it became Pathfinder. I have had a lot of fun in regressing my world. And uh, we talked about doing parts of your world yeah back to its D form um yeah so because we're doing all this swap over and like i i've been talking about uh like heaps of like the world building with adam because i'm like uh like with this new like shift and everything he's like oh, and he's like thinking with all this stuff like oh i'll like run D a bit too it was like it, he was thinking about doing a new world too um, I did. originally and, i was like well i'll just do a whole new week yeah and then we had the conversation about how it used to be D and everything and that was my original thought was maybe i would do the past of our worlds and everything but i wanted to do some pretty new stuff and whatnot and then i didn't want to like come and like be like oh uh, let me just take like all your stuff like you had a lot of stuff and i didn't want to go and change a bunch of that right. stuff to be like the pre and everything and like so, I was like, "Oh, and, maybe I'll do that." Yeah, but I decided and I against we were talking, it. Um, how a past version of our world might not fit all of the like, like Ravenloft or Barovia mm-hmm. um, specifically, or uh, like Eberron and stuff. They may not fit in in just our world, but yeah, older. exactly. Um, but since Adam didn't want to do that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, it would like we had the conversation, like he brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, I was gonna do that, but I think it would be great if you went and did that. Uh so we we've been both world building these new worlds, but taking two very different directions. Yeah, two very different it. paths at it. And it's yeah, fun. It's very it, fun. We're, we're both having a lot of fun with it. Um yeah. <laughs> i have a trade of thought pulled to a home. one thing um that i think is a a great sort of exercise and i find very fun is uh the sort of prequel nature of this my version of world building mm-hmm. this it's very fun to like because i think a lot of people if they don't run just like in settings if you're not in Faerun or you're not in uh ravenloft if, if you're making your own world which i think a decent number of DMs do. Yeah. Um, it you you make a world and that's it. Maybe you have some history. Maybe you have where it's going to go in the future. Yeah, you have a lot of the like. If you make a world, a lot of people. It depends how deep. Depending on who you do, yeah, who you. But are. they'll like write a backstory for the right. world, like a history of it. Um, uh, and actually going into and exploring. It's fun that to and, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was um. I didn't watch it or anything, but um, I really, one of my favorite DMs like on the internet out there um, is Brennan Lee Mulligan from uh, College Humor or Dropout. Yeah, um, he does 20. Dimension 20. Yeah. He's also doing Critical Role. Uh, yeah, that's that was the thing. Um, he went and did guest DMs for Critical Role and did Calamity, where that's what that was. They like, right. took the world of Taldore? Taldore is at least one continent on the world. Yeah. Exandria is the actual world. Oh, yeah. Okay. They took the world of Exandria uh, and then went like a couple thousand years or whatever into the past. And that was the setting of the new game where you got to like flesh out and explore and everything. And him and Matt Mercer, and this is what I watched, was them talking about it. Um, They got to like sit there and work, like co world build the past of that and everything. And that seemed like a lot of fun. It does sound very fun. Um, And yeah, so when you started like doing that, I'm like, oh, that's basically what you're doing right now. You're like 
taking your world, looking at it at a different point in time and being like, okay, what can I do that's different? What can I have that's established and roll it back? Everything to show where it came from. And that just seems like a really interesting like take on it, yeah it's it's very fun and honestly even if i never ran a game in this version of my world it's cool it would, to have yeah it would, it would still be cool to have as like that's just backs that's just yeah lore, that's, basically. that's just lore it makes the world feel more complete mm-hmm. um and you get the benefit of not having to like retcon too much because you already did yeah you, you already, already know where it's yeah. going yeah, that's super cool. Um, and because uh, we also talked about how uh, because yours is doing like Ravenloft and like parts of Faerun and stuff, it's more it's a very kind of traditional D and D world, mm-hmm. um, which is super fun. Everybody loves the traditional yeah, no, fantasy. I... Um, I decided well to be a little special snowflake, and just because I found it more fun. Yeah, because he's in his own little safe space. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do those two Marvel characters everybody loves. Yeah, and Screen Time. And and, still uh, around. Trailblazer, I think is the other one. Trailblazer. And Dora the Explorer. Yeah, no, Dora the Explorer is Trailblazer. Yeah, Dora the Explorer does blaze trails. Um, I decided to do a pretty non-standard sort of fantasy world it's still got a lot of the same trappings but Mm -hmm. just slightly different like um i sort of based it on the early just before ad so like 100 bc Mm -hmm. where you have things like um you know a declining roman empire and uh a rising aztec empire stuff like that you know that's pretty sweet yeah uh, one of the things i kept saying or had like in mind while making the world is the most common martial class you'll find in a regular D world is probably a fighter mm-hmm. in this one it will probably be a barbarian that's pretty sweet yeah that's that's like the basically like um gladiator uh even like if you look at it like more in the past caveman right, Viking, right. all those guys would probably be more barbarian than been fighter uh, a lot fighter yeah yeah and I, I thought that was fun um and it's fun to kind of world build with that like one of the big things i have set up right now is sort of um an arc i called the first wizard oh yeah yeah that's what we we're talking about i'm doing a lot of the same stuff right now of um the evolution of magic mm-hmm. uh in mine um where it's like i think i'm i i'm trying to debate if i want to start with um one thing uh that i decided like pretty quickly on is i wanted like the lovecraftian cthulhu like ancient ones um as a part of a thing like as a part of like the history and everything so those were sort of the first big entities around and then when the gods show up they kind of push them back and everything the gods became it's kind of like if you swapped out the titans in greek for cthulhu's in uh elder ones and stuff like that um but so with that um i i've been working a lot on sort of the evolution of magic and i'm i kind of there's like two ideas i want to do i either want um the first like magic users to be wizards where it's people that are like discovered how to like make the magical weave and everything of the universe flow to their will and then that sort of comes out from there or 
like clerics and paladins and stuff where the gods gave them the power then the wizards were like okay how do we do that 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 is the ethos i decided to run with um i figured the first people with magic would be like warlocks and clerics because they're gifted it by higher powers and then uh sorcerers because they can get it from just being born with it yeah that's that's kind of what i i was doing um just a bit of that like swapped where um once the world is like for one becomes a far more magical place and there becomes all this like um mingling with magical creatures and whatnot uh between like wizards and uh warlocks or whatever um uh maybe not warlocks because i'm kind of thinking warlocks i want kind of to be last or it's like all of the kind of quote-unquote bad things are like well look at all these people with powerful ass followers and people uh we want that too <laughs> we want our own version of uh, that but yeah where all this where the world becomes more magical that's where you sort of get um the like first like oh i i'm the world's such a magical place now that people are being born magically yeah i could see that um, and so, yeah, we, we were having a conversation about that. Like, I remember, like, I talked, I texted you about that. And you're like, yeah, I was actually looking into that sort of thing. Or um, the first, it, it would be cool to explore the first wizard or the first sorcerer between the first person that's like, oh, everybody's born with um, uh, magic. So I'm going to teach myself how to, like, right, right. magic. Or with the other way around where it's everybody's got magic then you got the special kid or whatever the who it's like oh i born with magic and then they're like oh what's this new phenomenon or whatever um so i think that's the route i'm gonna take is first sorcerer um whereas yeah you were talking about first wizard i'm gonna do the first wizard because i like the idea because, like, uh, say wild um, magic sorcerers or um, even draconic or, or really any of them, random thing like a dragon just being near your bloodline or interacting with your bloodline or just the weave snaps and magic destroys you when you're born and mm-hmm. you grow up with weird, strange magics. Um, that can happen without anybody else having to interfere with it. Mm-hmm. And so I like the idea of you know certain mages or you know want to be mages who aren't granted that sort of lucky you get it at character creation kind of thing being like well i want the power that magic has but i wasn't born under the right circumstances the right star to get it Mm -hmm. so i'm going to study how they get that and see if i can replicate it yeah no that's that's what i was uh, like thinking i was thinking a very similar thing for wizards but they do that with clerics and uh paladins were like okay i want to study how this god gave them these powers right right. and then i i want to see figure out how to do it myself very super villain-esque kind of yeah a little bit uh oh "Oh, look at all these heroes like (laughs) syndrome basically yeah basically syndrome (laughs) But yeah, so I like the idea of um, what I call the, what is it, the wizards of the root, as mm-hmm. in the root of all magic, yeah. you know, studying like, why do uh, sorcerers, um, some clerics and uh, warlocks get fireball, and they all get it from different sources of magic, 
but it's all basically the same fireball, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's and so cool. they study the the origins of magic, and that's where you kind of get that meta idea of the weave set. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of my my approach to it. Um, and so I have um, a little area based on that, and then uh, it's it's just the, in the idea phase, but something of like an arc that I like to call the first wizard, yeah, where they're yeah, like. That's the big antagonist said yeah no that's pretty cool and then uh i've even begun working on a subclass for wizard uh where the, you know they have the schools based on the different types yeah. of magic and stuff uh for wizards of the root specifically where i wanted like offensive meta magic so whereas like sorcerers can spend sorcery points to like quicken their spells or um twin them or empower them you could like depower someone's spells or uh, what is it? There's the evocation wizard ability sculpt spell, which mm -hmm. lets you change the uh, the shape of a spell as a path. Yeah. Doing that to somebody else's spell, I think is very ah, that, fun. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've been working on that. That's very fun for me. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now that, that seems pretty fun. Um, yeah, that's what I've been. I, I've been doing a very similar thing. Um, a lot of like uh, the magic stuff and whatnot. Um, I've been dabbling with like the societal stuff. Haven't gotten too far in it on like a grand scale. Um, but I have been kind of doing a lot for like the smaller scale stuff mm-hmm. um, because I've been getting books and everything and um, uh, taking elements from those books. I know uh, one thing uh, that like um, yeah, some of our players were excited for when like we first started uh, was the idea of Strixhaven, the book. Yes um because magic school always sounds it's a, fun it's a fun everything. yeah it's a fun idea um and so like that was after curse of, buying like curse of strahd and all that stuff that was like the first other book i got um so um i i've been taking elements of that and working with those a lot on what are the schools like why are they uh doing it um uh or like what do you actually do in the school and everything that's been a lot of fun um, one thing uh, that I, I've talked to you about and everything um, is that uh, in like fiction stuff, I haven't really been a fan of the meta, like, oh, these are class and levels right, right. and everything, because that's just a weird way to that's categorize the, yeah, societies really. and everything. But uh, with this school, with them being like, okay, we need to teach the kids who are good at fighting to be good at fighting and the kids who are good at magic to be good at magic. So they go through and they separate like the different skill sets. And then from that, like the magic of where your magic comes from and everything, because that all works differently. And then like, okay, how powerful are you? And they have ranks, which are the levels and everything. So I'm like, oh, this is actually a fun place to actually put in your characters like class level as a part of the story and everything. Um, and with that too, uh, another book I got, and we just played uh, in the aforementioned with, for friend of the show yeah, Marco's birthday. Uh, I got Acquisitions Incorporated, um, which with the uh, like world building for the school and everything, it was kind of fun to like shift that over to like the world building for a big adventuring company right. and everything, which is an idea I've been having a lot of fun with of like corporate heroes and everything it's an idea that appeals to me quite a bit so like yeah no it it rules and everything and with them being like such a big thing everything they would need like a very similar situation of that of like oh we need to know like who's how strong the people are working for us and what they can do and everything so um you see it a lot in real life where they're like oh the college trans the transition from like college to like a job right uh, there's a lot of similarities there's a a lot of overlap there there, depending Uh, on the field and everything yeah 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 uh but um but that's like an idea schools like to enforce a lot and everything um even though it might not always be true um but uh they they would also have a lot of use for that sort of thing so like um, I've a had a lot of fun there with at Strixhaven for acquisitions and yeah, that's one thing fun. I was thinking about, like having like uh the booth outside of the at it's um, them and then like the military. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, how they actually, the inner workings of each one, um, how like they deal with each kid, like because they can separate class and level and everything like, oh, these are the sort of, like both of them have a big thing of sending on adventures so they can tailor make the adventures to the right size. Like right, Ace is in their place is kind of thing. Yeah, um, so that I've been having a lot of fun with. Um, I am surprised that um, with Strixhaven specifically, I didn't use Strixhaven. And it might be because now that I'm thinking about it, it's because Strixhaven is Magic the Gathering and not actually. Right, they are basically Magic um, the Gathering specific. Yeah, where I didn't take Strixhaven. I just took all the school mechanics and elements and sort of made my own schools with them. But I did just take Acquisitions Incorporated and use that. That is thing. true, yeah. Um, so that's a weird beat. Um, yeah, but there, <laughs> that's, I, I've been having a it lot of fun. It is a fun thing to think stuff. about. I, I'm quite a big fan of um the sort of nebulous nature of classes uh mm -hmm. i think uh when we were talking about it uh, i mentioned i like the fact that you know um it would be rare for somebody with a class fighter to refer to themselves as a fighter. yeah yeah they probably call themselves like a soldier or a knight or a priest could be anything from a cleric to uh like a divine soul sorcerer or Honestly, a celestial if I, patron warlock. If I was a monk, and unless I was like wary of the traditional monk or whatever, but I just had the monk abilities, I'd call myself a fighter. Right. Like if someone's like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a, a fighter. Right. I yeah. fight people. I'm a pugilist." Mm -hmm. Which, exactly. yeah, for the most part, that's what most of the society no, yeah. is. Uh, it's not that, like we were talking of two yeah. separate institutions. Mm -hmm that do do that kind of thing but yeah, yeah. I, I find that interesting um although like I, I think i said uh while we were talking about it these words are based on words that like we use to describe specific jobs so mm -hmm. they could just be used like you might just say yeah like like it was big in the um just after the wild west it wasn't actually used in the wild west but like gunfighter is a term and oh, that's just yeah, a fighter no. with a gun mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. uh what is it a big one in the wild west was um a man killer that was like <laughs> you might put that on a business card fuck yeah um, that's a good move or like the romans just or the romans and the greeks referred to like vikings or or visigoths as barbarians they just were barbarians mm -hmm. so like you can do both the, yeah the it's one, one, you can just one way isn't the correct way and you could use any of the ways or yeah, all of any, the ways yeah any combination exactly. you'd like that's one of the fun things about this hobby. Yeah, you could do it's whatever you want. You're playing pretend, idiot. You, <laughs> no one can tell you how to game play pretend. With more imposed rules. Yeah, it's a schoolyard game if you mix that with the homework you had that night. <laughs> um, should we get into uh some other specific features of our worlds that we find interesting? Um, yeah, we can. Um why did you have any in mind for uh well for your world in particular as we were on the topic i i liked your magic schools and the placement of them so if you wanted mm -hmm. to go into like the different names why there's connected, oh why yeah yeah um so uh yeah for the magic school for a lot of the lore behind it uh so they were created i don't want to get too much into yeah it, we don't need to get into this, the nitty-gritty a lot of this is for 
players to experience in the game and everything, and they could easily listen to this. And Adam will probably want. I mean, yeah, I will probably be in this game. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's um, a cool way or or something I really wanted to do when I was laying out the map of my world. And maybe we'll post uh, the maps of our worlds. If if I ever get mine in a position that I like, I will. Yeah. Um, But uh, one thing I was doing with the map of my world is I was like, oh, I want to make actual continents feel very different um so like the main continent is like the most like generic fantasy and everything um then i have uh one where there was this sort of big magic event that really charged the area with arcane energy so that's like a high magic setting like the setting of a something akin to to eberron i think um, and then uh, there's uh, the in the lower area of the map um, where I plan to do some stuff with like the Barovia and stuff um, where I have a very dark fantasy like um, that's Gothic why I got the Grim fantasy. Hollow type thing. Uh, that's where the Eldritch uh, Hunt stuff I'm using. I'm taking a bunch of elements from books. There's one um, I haven't gotten, I haven't bought it. I looked too far into it yet but uh there's one book i found called Nightfell, which uses this sort of card system uh to like um tell different like i guess it's like phases or like aspects of the moon and that affects the area as a whole oh, and i was like cool i was like oh maybe i can include that somehow um but um with each of the schools being on each of these different like places and everything um they're like each different levels of like different genres and levels of magic school and whatnot like right. one's super high fantasy we everything in the school is magic like uh our little pencils fucking write themselves and our teacher is like a fucking Sphinx. hologram from the future or whatever You're like a soul guy or some bullshit like that like i haven't got too deep into it um or like there's the place in everything's fucked and we're in a dark uh play shit eating place and it all sucks uh and everything's spooky there's ghosts everywhere you don't want to go outside and take a walk like 15 feet away from the school because a werewolf will come (laughs) um but yeah that that's been a lot of fun um i've been doing a lot for dark fantasy and i want it because uh curse of strahd has sort of been the like um, the kind of the driving force yeah the driving force world building at least Um, right now yeah yeah uh, yeah for right now uh big time we haven't started playing yet um uh i i tried to start playing with a separate group with some of my family um that didn't really seem like their style so we didn't get far into it at all um but i've been so fucking excited to play curse of strahd there's so much stuff I want to get into um uh we've been doing a lot of prepping for it um so right now um we're planning on it to be adam his girlfriend sadie and friend of the show uh marco gomez uh gonna shout out like four times in this episode (laughs) yeah he's doing well this time um and uh, he doesn't listen to our show yeah that'd be that'd be great if he did that uh he would have heard me make that he pre's heaps or <laughs> like an episode or two ago um but uh yeah they're planning to play i really like their characters so far i will say some more than others 
<laughs> yeah, fucking he doesn't listen to this. Uh Marco's picked uh the Vatverse or like edgy Evo class. The Blood Hunter. Blood Hunter class. or whatever. It seems pretty lame, whatever. Um, but um, Adam's got a really interesting character going on. Uh, he's took some of the stuff from the Grim Hollow, like yes. the there's a Bard College in there. Yes, there's a Bard um, College of Adventures that uh, instantly, as soon as I read it, very much appealed to me. Yeah, uh, and... I'm a big fan of like a, a copycat character, uh, mm-hmm. copy abilities, and this is a Bard who tells stories of adventurers, and from that can mimic some of their abilities yeah yeah it's pretty cool and so synergizing that with some feats and stuff i've got a pretty wide range of stuff i can do yeah and i like a lot of his story stuff he's from barovia and thing in barovia where hey a bunch of adventures have passed through here and try to kill straw so i think that's a pretty good thing they come through you collect their stories as they come through I, i think that's really fun um sadie uh is doing a really interesting character um which i think for the setting fits like pretty well um where um she's playing a tiefling paladin uh where it's like already it's, she's just got a that fun whole, combination yeah it's, it's a cool combination a demon looking person who is a paladin she's got a whole fun. she's got that whole duality thing going on right where it's like it kind of seems like writes itself backstory yeah like, there's gotta be something there yeah um the and um it kind of seems like it's got a whole like yeah life wants you to be a bad person but you're like fighting to be a good person which i'm really excited for because it's very hard to do that in Barovia. <laughs> it's very hard to keep going as a good person um so i'm excited to see where her character goes um marcos we haven't gotten too much other yeah than, like, i don't think concept. we've gotten too much lore uh, on his character yeah. but he is a blood hunter of mutate order of mutation i want to say yeah. which is very much the witcher um mm-hmm. you know he he drinks concoctions and they give him small boosts uh he can um affect his weapon with various energies he's great for monster hunting and that'll definitely at least fit pretty well into barovia um yeah no it it, it fits pretty well um i i'm pretty excited for this game um if you guys are curious about it um we are trying to plan on recording this game um as uh, an actual play series um uh we're that's definitely not a saturated market yeah look we're we're mostly we're not doing it for anybody other this is than mostly ourselves. for fun but we yeah. thought it would be cool to record We've been, it, it, there's so many times uh where we've played for years and like oh i wish we had that recorded we could right. go back it would just be fun to have that if again. nothing else um and if we bring a couple of people who enjoy listening to that and they're like oh yeah this is very fun um that that would be awesome um but yeah i have no idea yeah no no announced date on that yet or no anything this will be tv um, kind of stuff uh we are planning on making it a separate uh podcast uh right it will be feed. a separate rss feed but yeah um, we'll have links it'll be easy enough to find yeah so we're we're working on that stuff right now it might not maybe we'll throw in like the first episode here or something we have no plans for it whatever um 
we do have do we want to announce what we, the we name can, is? we can we can we can announce the name later we don't know if we're going to keep that name as of right now i'm, I'm, I'm pretty fond of certain, it i'm almost certain we're going to keep the name i'm quite fond of it but we might as well that's some simmer i guess yeah okay if you guys are curious what do you think the name of our show is <laughs> yeah yeah if you if, if any of you guess it right on you can come on the show yeah That's, we'll have you you we'll will come you on play. and we will just be like this is awesome <laughs> this is awesome um, i don't we'll, think we'll, anyone will guess it. <laughs> yeah we'll say we'll say this it's hard to come up with a D podcast name that isn't already taken um that you also like a good deal and isn't super generic um and i think i think we I did think the we've job. done that i think we did it's the not job an indicative well. name though <laughs> don't don't think of it that way it, it won't necessarily describe what the show actually is no i you know what i i disagree with adam i think it very much so describes what the show actually is <laughs> Um, um as far as other parts of of our world one one that i'm quite interested in for mine is um part of that sort of non-traditional fantasy thing uh i wanted to have a, a big sort of aztec mayan incan not all in mm -hmm. once because i know that's a fun trope people like to do where they kind of just conflate them all to be the same yeah. culture i have like i think six different locations that all have different aspects of different parts of those cultures there's a very mm -hmm. aztec influenced one a very mayan influenced one a very incan one uh toltec and zapotec i think is the other one yeah um, no. and that's been very fun for me to just sort of have a different flavor of dnd &D that you don't see yeah. very often mm -hmm. uh I, one thing i was thinking about um and this might already be a thing or something i haven't looked into the books or anything too much but uh, when you're talking about that sort of deal, um, I I was thinking, I'm like, oh, that stuff would probably fit pretty well into um, Chult, like the yes. setting of Chult in D&D, &D, um, which is one set, it's a setting I don't know if I'm going to include in my world or anything uh, just yet. I have no plans for it. Um, the Tomb of Annihilation uh, it sounded pretty sick. I was thinking about maybe doing that, but i haven't yeah, decided who knows? yeah who knows D has very scant uh that sort of flavor that sort of central american flavor mm -hmm. there's some of it in chult from memory uh and then the famous one is the hidden shrine of tomoa chan yeah that is supposed to be aztec based yeah pretty um, recently there is the book radiant citadel yes. that i think had it has uh, uh, one of the adventures it's pretty aztec yes based. it is aztec and i think southeast asian influenced those mm -hmm. two cultures combined which is cool um but i i was in the market for very specifically yeah 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 uh central american uh mesoamerican cultures like that mm -hmm. um and uh, there is surprisingly little of it and so while that is frustrating when i do need want to look for ideas it gives me a lot of room to just put my ideas in there yeah no exactly uh, and that's very fun. Um, and that's something, uh, I don't know. I'm excited because you don't see it basically. Yeah, no, I can't recall the last time you'd see like an Aztec warrior in a D. Yeah. It, it, it's some pretty fresh content you're working with. Yeah. There. Uh, but if that ends 
the show? Um, yeah. Um, that we've been talking for a while. Um, uh, but um, yeah. So we got some. Uh, we, these boys love uh, RPGs. <laughs> Yeah, if you couldn't tell by now. Uh, yeah, so we're we're pretty excited to uh, get into the all this D and D stuff. Um, there, we're like we said, it's all new, fresh for us. So there's a lot of stuff for us to experience. We'll might come back to this after we've had yeah some time. I'm in, in the very early process of even yeah. building my world. Exactly, uh, building our world, working with the system and everything. Um, I, I I might later decide all the stuff I discussed here. I don't want to use, uh, and be like, oh, I I got better ideas to go with. Um, but if that's that's world building, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if uh you have some relatively unique idea for your world or one that you just find very interesting. Uh, and you want to share that with us? If you got names for stuff, I could really <laughs> use some fucking names for stuff like uh, continents, uh, towns, heaps, uh, not taverns. I'm pretty good at those. Um, <laughs> don't give me your shitty tavern names. Uh, but <laughs> just be real fucking rude about it as I'm asking for a favor. Um, but yeah, like the, just names for things and je- people, heaps. Uh, I have a hard time thinking of a na- of a name that's not like Dave. <laughs> um, if you uh, have anything like Jeremy. that and you'd like to share it with us, uh, you can do that at our email at theatomicemail at gmail.com uh-huh. or perhaps um, one of our social media accounts. Magic item ideas are something. Yes, I, if you I've have some fun magic, idea, magic um, items, please send them our way. Yeah, I, I've been... Uh, I've been going fucking tam on those lately. Uh, but yeah, if you got any of those, you could uh, send some of those to us through our social medias, like uh, the Atomic, uh, no, that's our uh, <laughs> Atomic Android 2020 on Instagram or our Twitter. At whatever. Atomic Androids. Yeah, uh, Atomic Androids. That one's plural. That one's talking about you guys. Oh, that's you guys. <laughs> that's a little sneaky reference you didn't know you, were, <laughs> you had about yourself. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Um, oh, if, if our actual play series does sound like something that, that would interest you, and you want to let us know so we feel like, hey, maybe people do want to If you got any advice for Yeah, if you got those, advice on that kind of thing. Uh, on, like, uh, the actual production of them, any good ideas for that, um, that Same. would be great. Yeah. Um, we're, we've been trying to figure out a good system for the actual recording of it with mics and what we're recording onto and whatnot. If you have any ideas for that, that would be super helpful. Um, but and, overall, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, oh, one other thing, <laughs> real quick, uh, as we're asking for favors and stuff, uh, do it at our Instagram because I control that. Um, if you have uh, any tips and stuff to uh, for Curse of Strahd for running that, <laughs> yeah, don't uh, send I would that love to our those. Twitter. I run our Twitter, yeah, do that to our Instagram. Spoil I'll see me. that. Put yeah, put a send a first text, uh, curse of straw advice, and then a second one. Um, you could DM that directly of whatever it is. 
Uh, I'll thank you for it. Um, uh, I'll if there's well, a good place of using to it credit you, you yeah, yeah. If there, I'll, I'll shout you out for it. Um, I I love that shit. I know people have been doing this adventure for years, so there's a lot of people with that kind of stuff. Um, and I love the specific pitfalls he might want to avoid. Yeah, that that would rule. Um, but I think that's it for us. Yeah, that's, um, that's enough begging for stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh it was good fun talking to you guys talking at you guys talking at you not, a, not <laughs> with you oh i don't know someone might be in the car responding to the things we're saying like oh that's actually really interesting explain that more and then i do i'm like well yeah no that's great yeah maybe <laughs> yeah maybe there's somebody doing that um bye. but edit yeah goodbye bye bye Say fourteen times. Feel like Ashford, Ashford. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.